Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're gonna talk about the biggest reason that diets don't work is because subconsciously they're coded as temporary things, meaning that you're going to diet until you lose the weight. So it's this system where you think about yourself being overweight and then you think I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. But there's one big problem. When are you thinking about being at your goal weight? When do you think about how am I going to live at my goal weight and what I'm going to do? I know what you're thinking. You think, who cares, Jim? Once I get to my goal weight, I'll figure it out. Will you? <laughs> Have you? I think you won't. Because why would you all of a sudden think and act like a thin person? Because there's a huge difference between losing weight and living at your goal weight. The biggest difference being this, that when you're losing weight, you have the excitement, the dopamine of watching the weight go down. So you have something to fixate and focus on that is motivating and exciting, exciting for you to do. Well, once you get to your goal weight, what are you focusing on? Where does that excitement come from? Because it used to be either the food's giving the excitement, that's what you're looking forward to, or the weight loss is giving you the excitement, that's what you're looking forward to. As soon as you reach your goal weight, now you don't have the food or the weight loss to look forward to. So what do you do to stay motivated in that situation? Now, I know this triggers people because I ask people this all the time. So I'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you haven't. <laughs> am, I, am I telling the truth here? And so it can be so simple as changing your focus from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight. That may sound silly, but as soon as you make this shift in your focus, you start to realize that diets don't really help you live at your goal weight because the diets are almost always seen as a temporary thing. They're unpleasant. You feel deprived. You don't like doing it. It's difficult. It's hard. So how are you going to do that forever? Well, you're not. You're going to do it until you lose the weight. But then what happens? What happens once you lose the weight, right? Your, your body doesn't just all of a sudden become thin. You have to continue to live and eat that way. And most likely you have not prepared to live and eat that way long-term. You probably wouldn't want to. So one of the biggest reasons that diets don't work is that they're thought of as a temporary thing. And as soon as you say, okay, well, I'm going to start thinking about a diet forever. Ooh, is that what you want to do? Do you want to diet forever? Because most of these diets are unpleasant enough to not want to be done forever. You want to be counting points forever. You want to never eat a carb again. You want to, you know, maybe intermittent fasting, maybe you get into it enough. But a lot of these things are unsustainable and they're unsustainable on day one. And you know that, but you ignore it because you just want to lose the weight. But this is what's keeping you trapped in this merry-go-round of losing weight, putting it back on, losing weight, putting it back on until you get to the point where you say, I'm not even going to lose any more weight because what's the point? I just put it back on. And that's where my clients usually end up working with me. So the way you avoid that is you start articulating the goal as I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life. How can I do that? And right off the bat, what you're going to have to do is realize that no diet is going to give you that strategy. But what you can do is you can take aspects of different diets and create your own strategy. What works for you? And so as you start bouncing off your goal is not just to lose weight, but to live at your goal weight. Subconsciously, you start to set yourself up for long term success. But the way that you really manifest that is you realize that the only way that I want to lose weight is a way that I'm willing to live with forever. Now, it may take you a little bit longer to figure out what this is for you, but once you figure it out, now you're on a path to master your weight, which is what you truly want. Because again, you do not just want to lose weight. You've got to stop saying that. Um, if you just lose weight, it's setting your mind up to never really 
prepare itself to live at your goal weight. And that is the real goal. Okay. So again, diet if you want to, but at the very least, please change your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight because it makes all the difference in the world. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, what do you think about water fasting? I get asked this all the time. I, I think water fasting for weight loss is goofy to the extreme. <laughs> I'm not here to bullshit you. You know what I mean? I'm going to shoot you straight. And I don't, I don't understand the point of water fasting for weight loss. Uh, you know, if you want to do it for some spiritual reason or some health thing, anything's going to happen, then that's one thing. But to, to just drink water so that you lose a bunch of weight quickly. Again, what was I just talking about? What happens after you have, when you have to start eating again, you know, and, and for most people, what's going to happen is you dread the water fast while it's coming up while you're doing it. And then afterwards you get this weird relationship with food now where you're obsessed with food and you're really hungry a lot, you know, and then maybe you've damaged your metabolism on top of it. Um, and then you put the weight back on and now you're disappointed and depressed that you did that. So it seems like a wild ride to put yourself on that is not built for long-term success. So that, that's my, um, my, my thoughts on that. Uh, Renee, how you doing? Do you recommend journaling? Any suggestions for journaling about binge eating? Um, yeah, I absolutely recommend journaling. I literally created a program. Uh, it's a seven-day writing challenge uh, for weight loss mindset. Renee, if you want that, shoot me a, a message. Shoot me an email at jim at programyourselfthin.com or message me through, uh, through TikTok. I'll, I'll give that to you. It's a seven-day program uh, with journaling prompts. There's, there's a lesson and then there's a bunch of prompts at the end. And I actually, I, I taught a process called hypnotic writing, self-hypnotic writing. Um, but it's just journaling. It's kind of like free writing though, where you're not really thinking too much. You're just kind of letting it flow and um, you're responding to those prompts. And so that's a great one. Um, but yeah, if you want that, I'll give it to you. But I think it's great. I think journaling's super because what it is, it's just one more way to access your subconscious mind. And it's cool because usually like when you're putting information, when you're trying to think about things, you're, you're talking them out. And your, your way of talking is very kind of fixed. You say the same stuff, you think the same way, same neural pathways. And so with um, writing, you're going through different neural pathways and sometimes different stuff will come out. So it's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I'll help you out with that. Um, what do you think about water fasting? I'm going to just answer that one. Uh, Carmen, it's life-changing. I love sweets, but I'm afraid, afraid of diabetes. Yeah, 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 I get that. Um, I mean, I don't think you have to be afraid of diabetes necessarily. I guess you do. I mean, you know, I, I don't like to have fear. I guess it's fine having fear. But but seeing it as a, as a natural consequence, you know. Um, but, you know, yeah, so, so I, I like sweets too, but, uh, yeah, diabetes, it, it causes all sorts of problems, you know, and kind of damages your body. Um, do you put weight back on after not eating enough? Do you put weight back on after not eating enough? I, I'm assuming what you're asking, if I'm right on this, is that you're talking about restricting calories. Wait, do you put weight back on after not eating enough? So if you restrict calories, you'll put weight back on? Oh, you're talking about like the damaged metabolism? theory that like you restrict calories and then you damage your metabolism so now if you eat anything you're putting weight back on uh, okay um i don't know I, I i don't know i just see different stuff with all this and you know i don't know like like i think about this because I've, I've been studying a lot of ozempic stuff lately and every time i boy I, okay so so is that true can you damage your metabolism so that you can just eat a thousand calories and then put weight on you know is that possible there's a lot of factors at play 
You know, that's why I'm hesitating to answer it. Because, again, I don't know the specifics of what you're asking here, like what level, what foods, all the rest of it. What I will say is this. Let me put it this way. That I think when you want to lose weight, I think that obviously cutting calories down is the key thing, right? That's the number one thing by a mile. You need to consume less calories than you did, okay? That being said, calories are not all the same. This, this drives me crazy. Um, on a technical calorie, like if you just look through a calorie lens, a calorie is a calorie. But why would you look at it that way? <laughs> you know, so, so the wrapping that the calorie comes in has a huge impact on how it influences your body and how it influences your mind and your cravings and all the rest of it. So a lot of times that that damaged metabolism thing, really, like when you deep dive into it, a lot of what's going on there is it's leptin signaling, which it's it's technically it's a part of your metabolism, but it's the part that lets your brain know you've had enough, you know, and so there can be leptin resistance. Now, a lot of this study comes out of, from my experience, I mean, I'm sure there's more studies that I haven't seen, but a lot of those, if you research, you're going to see the biggest loser studies, you know, where they super restricted calories and now it's very difficult for them to keep those calories low. Well, why? Because their body wants to maintain that higher weight. And so what it's doing is it's, it's causing them to eat and not feel satisfied. And so they feel very hungry. So it's very difficult for them not to overeat. But at the end of the day, most of the time when you see this damaged metabolism stuff, it's a, it's a, there's a mechanism that's causing them to want to eat more. Rarely is there a situation where the person is truly eating a low calorie and not losing weight, you know? So, um, so anyways, I wish I could give you a more satisfying answer. But what I would say is this. Let me answer it from the other way. Is I don't think severe restriction of calories is a smart strategy for weight loss because it's not a good long-term strategy. When you're severely restricting calories... Again, you know, hear what I'm saying? Like, it's not so much the physicality of what's going on with your metabolism. It's not like, oh, now all of a sudden your metabolism is getting a thousand calories and turning it all into fat. As much as it is, your metabolism is causing you to feel really hungry and want to overeat, you know? And so I don't think severe restriction is a smart strategy because it messes with your metabolism in that way. It gets you obsessed with food. I did this. I used to be a raw foodist and the physical effects were okay. Hey, thanks for the, the mic, uh, Hackton. And uh, the TikTok thing. Um, so physically, I felt pretty good, but I was obsessed with food. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, that's, that's the thing about re severe calorie restrictions is that metabolism is not just your body. It's also your mind and your senses. And so when you restri severely restrict food, all of a sudden, everything starts getting fixated on food. Like, like visually, you notice food everywhere. You can hear, you know, people opening chip bags across the street. You can smell, you know, food from the other side of town. And so, uh, you know, so it's not good in that sense because it's going to cause you to overeat, you know? So, uh, yeah, it makes more sense when you want to lose weight. Again, to do sustainable calorie reductions that are sustainable, that you can keep with. Because, again, I'd be, I'm less interested in, oh, how much weight can I lose this month? And I'm way more interested in how much weight can I lose this year, the next decade. And so it's a different orientation, all right? Um, how to manage subtle hunger? That's a great question, Michicom. Um, when you know you don't need to eat yet. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that, that, that addition you added. I did this a lot. When I, my worst habit that I started with was the eating at night thing. And I would feel hungry. So hunger is interesting because there's physiological hunger, like when you need to nourish your body, right? But a lot of times that's not what we're feeling in, in our modern culture. What we're feeling a lot of times has to do with cravings um, and a lot of times habits. And so I'll give you an example. I'll show you kind of an interesting thing. 
Uh, so if you, first of all, do you, do you all know if you're left or right thumbed? Right? You don't. But what I'm going to ask you to do is clasp your fingers together like this. Okay? Now I want you to look and see which thumb's on top. Okay. Right? And do this. Right? This is an experiential thing. It'll mean more if you do it. Okay. So that's your thumb. That's your dominant thumb. Now, you never thought about that. You didn't know that, but that's your dominant thumb, seemingly, right? Now, I want you to undo your hands and do it so the other way, so the other thumb's on top. Okay. So if you, if you did that, it feels weird. Now, you don't give a shit which thumb's on top. You don't know which dominant thumb. You had no idea about this, but one feels right, one feels weird. So when we change our eating behaviors, there's an aspect to it that it's like it just feels weird. And sometimes our brain can interpret that weirdness as hunger, because we usually eat at this time in this place here, and now we're not doing that, so it feels weird. And so our brain fills in the blank and says, oh, it's because I'm hungry. And sometimes we're not. So I remember when I wanted to change my nighttime snacking habit, that's what I had to deal with. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. That's a good one, right? I love that one. So um, when I wanted to change my nighttime snacking, like I wasn't hungry, and I knew that, because I'd eat more at dinner to prepare myself to not eat at night. And so I'd go in the night and I said, I know I ate enough today. I know I'm not starving. I'll be fine. And then I would feel hungry though. That subtle hunger you're talking about. And I would tell myself, I would say, I know I ate enough. Now, please understand any of my disorder, eating disorder peeps on this. This isn't for you. Okay. This is, this starts with what, when you know you've eaten enough. Okay. So I knew I'd eaten enough. I knew I was at a healthy place. And from that point there, I said, okay, I know I've eaten enough. And I know this is just my habit. And one of the things I would tell myself, again, the only way this works is if you've eaten enough food is I would tell myself that feeling of that subtle hunger is my body burning fat. That's my body using up the excess fat. That's literally the feeling of weight loss. Again, this only works if you've eaten enough food. Um, but that's how I dealt with it. And that was really, really helpful for me. And um, then eventually what ends up happening anyways is you just get used to not eating at that time. You know what I mean? So when you're changing your eating, those subtle hungers, if, if again, it's you changing a habit, you, you know, I got used to not eating at night, you know, and that became the norm. And so now if I ate at night, that would throw off my whole schedule and feel like the weird thumb. <laughs> so I hope that helps. You know, I'm going through this right now. I know already I ate enough today, but I feel like eating again. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, but let me, let me speak a little bit more to that though. Cause I didn't just go from eating to not eating. Okay. First thing I did is I started eating more at dinner. So I felt more full because the first thing again, now, again, the, the benefit I had is I was always thinking long-term. So I was like, I don't give a shit what have, I don't care how much weight I lose this month. That's, I, I'm t I can't tell you how important that is because like, you just have to assume your default thinking is you think like a dieter, which means you think in very short time frame. And so if you're going to stop eating at night, you certainly aren't going to eat more at dinner because what, well, then I'm not going to lose weight. What's the point, right? Because you have a short time frame. Well, me, I got a long-term time frame. So I didn't mind eating more at dinner because the first thing I want to do is just get through a night without eating at night. That was a big accomplishment for me. <laughs> and then I want to start making that the norm. And so the first thing I want to do is get through the night and then I'll go back to work on the dinner and lower that down. Okay, anyways. So, um, yeah, so when you, when you know you've eaten enough, um, again, there's that mindset of thing of that feeling like, no, that, that subtle hunger. I love that subtle hunger. That subtle hunger is my body burning the excess calories. That's the feeling of weight loss. Great. Um, and then backed up by that was if I get really hungry, if I'm just like, you know, getting carried away with it, my backup plan was I can have fruits, I can have carrots, celeries, whatever, you know, just something really low calorie. And the value of that is that again, 
I can eat, but it's got to be something healthy. And so that, again, that was training me to eat healthy stuff. Um, I know I don't need the food. So if you're so obsessed with food, Jim, then you got to eat. Then it's got to be one of these things that are really healthy and low calorie. And um, that was a helpful strategy as well, you know, to kind of get me through that because you, you don't want to get to the point where you're fighting against yourself. Do you understand? So when I say like that feeling, that's my body burning calories, that was a slight hunger. Okay, that's why I say this doesn't work. If you're starving yourself and you try to do that, it's not going to work because you're bullshitting yourself. I knew that I'd eaten enough food. And so I knew I could get through the night and I'd be fine. But it was a slight hunger. I want to make that clear. Because if it got to a really extreme hunger, if I didn't eat enough during the day, I try to bullshit myself. Oh, I'm fine. I know I'm lying to myself and now everything becomes weird. And this is, unfortunately, you thinking like a dieter, you're going to fall in this trap a lot. Um, but... So, so anyways, to have the backup is, okay, Jim, this is why I say I talk to myself, right? Because that's the self-hypnosis I teach people and program yourself then. Okay, Jim, if you're going to eat, I, I, you're, you're fine. You've had plenty of food, but okay, I keep on thinking about food. Okay, we'll, we'll eat something, but it's going to be a banana, an apple, carrot, celery, something low-calorie healthy. And then I would have that as a backup plan, you know? And then if that didn't work, I'd drink water as well. And, and that's what I used. You know, but I did a lot of mindset work with it as well. So I, I don't want to just, I don't like just saying tactics. I rarely do. Those of you who listen to me, I don't really like to just give tactics because all of my tactics in program yourself, then there's three steps, three, three pillars of weight mastery. I say pillars, but I'm making a pyramid shape. The bottom level is mindset. It's the most important. Then there's lifestyle and then there's eating. Now, most people are trying to just focus on the eating ones, but eating strategies without the lifestyle and the mindset pieces under it, to me, it's just pointless, you know? So I'm telling, I'm giving you the tactic, which I never really do, but there's all this lifestyle and mindset foundation underneath it. So hope that helps. Um, Michigan says, yeah, that actually makes so much sense. Thank you, Jim. So you basically let yourself feel mild hunger. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, you get used to mild hunger. It's a nice feel. I, I liked it. Again, another reframe I used is I always felt like it was my body being able to relax. You know, I was giving my body a break because digestion is one of the biggest uses of energy in your body, especially if you're eating trash on top of it. But it's like it was nice to give my body a break. I really like that. So especially before I went to sleep too, my sleep improved tremendously and all the rest of it. But yeah, you get, you get used to the feeling of mild hunger. But now, again, that was when I first started. Now I'm at a place where I, I rarely feel hunger. You know, and it's because I've learned how to strategically manage it. So I hope this is making sense because a lot of dieters do is they want to be hungry because they associate the hungrier I am, the faster the weight loss, you know. So it's really much more about managing your hunger it is way more valuable. Um, no, you're, yeah, 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 Michigan, you got it. Yeah. So, so utilize some of that. I think I need to get used to not feeling stuffed with food like it's enough just to be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, Marta, that, that's so true. Um, that That's a that's a. Yeah, you need to, to train yourself. You've got to feel... It, uh, this is going back to the main point. Again, with dieting, dieting is so... You know, it makes me crazy, and I don't mean to say any of this stuff like it's to sound condescending, because I don't mean that. But I've been doing this for a long time. I had 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. And so I live in a world, like a non-dieting world, you know. But dieting is so goofy. Like when you really step back and look at it, this idea that some Monday you're going to wake up and be a complete, just completely act different... It's so silly. There's nothing else in life you would do like that. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to learn the piano. Tomorrow I'm going to start being a great piano player. And then you're just like, you're just great. Like, you're right? You have to practice it. But when it comes to weight loss, no one thinks about practicing becoming a thin and healthy person. You just think, okay, I know what to do. I'm just going to do it tomorrow. That's bullshit. You don't know how to do it. Um, so, yeah, some of it's getting used to. It's practicing, you know, practicing feeling lighter. 
that was a huge shift for me. Huge. I just, I overate. I used to eat, I would eat, um, I would start my day with breakfast. I, I started early breakfast. I would have like white bread, Jif peanut butter, some junk cereal with sugar in it or on it. And uh, then an hour later, I'd have a donut, croissant or muffin, one of those. Then I'd have my lunch, usually some kind of sandwich with chips. Then I'd have a snack in the afternoon, which usually is a bag of chips and a candy bar and a soda. Then I'd have my dinner and then I would eat. I'd take an hour break and I'd eat all night. That's what I did every night of the week, every day of the week. And um, so guess what? That's what I was used to. That's what was normal, right? Us humans are pretty adaptable. So the new, the, you know, normal can be unhealthy. That can feel like the right thing. So you're absolutely right, Marta, that you have to like retrain yourself. What's the new normal? You know, and so my new normal takes a while. It takes a while to do it. Sorry, sorry. I wish there was just a snippety snap quick fix, folks, but there's not, you know? I always think it makes me crazy with the diet thing because people are so obsessed with chasing shortcuts. They never just put the work into just fixing it, like mastering it, you know? It's like you'll spend, I, I mean, I do this all the time. I ask people how long they've been at it 10, 20, 30, 40 years trying to lose weight. It's like, good Lord. If you just spent a year mastering it, you know, you, you just fix it. <laughs> You know, oh, that's what my program is. I mean, my program is like, it's the most comprehensive approach. It's not a quick fix because it's built for forever. Because that's another thing too. How long you want to keep the weight off for? You, you know, like the dieting mindset, which you're infected with, it, it creates this phony baloney finish line. Oh, you lost the weight. Great. Who gives a shit? We all wake up tomorrow. What are you going to do? You know, I say this to my, my obese clients. I say it all the time. They don't like it, but, but it's true. They listen, we both wake up tomorrow who gives a shit? I'm at my goal weight. You're overweight. But we start the day. What are you going to do? Who gives a shit? Because if all of a sudden I'm like celebrating, oh, I finished the, I got to the finish line. Yeah, well, great. How long are you going to be there? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I don't stick to how I eat, then I'll be right back to being overweight. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't see it like that, that, that false finish line is such a psychological time bomb. You know, it really is. It just destroys, destroys results, you know? Um, how do you differentiate true hunger? That's a great question, Shay. I, I, I don't have a great answer for you. Um, I think it's something that you, you experiment with and you kind of play around with. And I don't know. You know how I figured out real hunger is I fasted, which I hated. I was a raw foodist for a while, which I didn't really like. I kind of, I felt pretty good physically, mentally, emotionally was out of control, but I was hungry all the time. So I got to know what real hunger felt like there. And uh, to be honest, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like feeling really hungry. I, I find myself, it's not a great state of mind for me. Uh, and physically, I don't mind it. Like, like physically feeling hungry, I've learned to kind of, I, I like feeling light. Like, like I don't like, like in the program, we talk about the hunger scale and we want to be aware of where your hunger is at. I, I, I swear, I don't know how you would manage your hunger long term or manage your weight long term if you don't learn how to manage your hunger. Again, I can't say this enough. I know I just said it. But you as a dieter, you want to feel hungry. You, you deep down, you want a hard plan. You want to feel really hungry. You want to fight and you want to you you battle with yourself. You want to battle to lose the weight. You do because you associate it with fast weight loss. And it's the fucking complete wrong approach. You're going in the total wrong direction. What you need to do is you need to look for the easiest way to lose weight. The laziest, the simplest way. Yeah, the results might be a little slower. Of course, what's slow and what's fast? If you lose 10 pounds this month and then put it all back on next month, was that fast weight loss or was that no weight loss? 
And if you lose two pounds a month for the next year in a way that's easy and sustainable, is that fast or is that slow? I'll leave that up for you to decide, you know, but, um, if you start realizing you, you do deep down, you want the hardest plan possible because that's just you associate with fast weight loss. Once you realize that and you start aiming at easy weight loss, the main way to make that happen is really managing your hunger. So I'm going through days where I never feel that hungry because I'm systematically, I've structured my eating in a way where I'm never that hungry. And when you're not that hungry, it's easy to make healthy food choices. And I've gotten just better and better and better and better at managing it over the years. Imagine that. Imagine you get better at mastering your weight. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, this is, think about this because this is so profound. This idea with the dieting that you're going to start on day one being perfect. Like what a crock of shit. What, what would be different about you on Monday that, that was different than the Friday before? Like what, what's different that you're all of a sudden going to follow this strict plan perfectly? Like it's weird. You, instead of looking at it like, it, again, I look at like piano, right? Like if I go play the piano, I'm going to start playing eight hours a day. What? Maybe the first day, maybe. The second day, your fingers are like that. You can't even play. And that's what you're doing to yourself with these diets. You're way overcorrecting. And you're, you're totally going about it wrong, which bums me out. The reason I do all these lives is because you can get way better results. It's not you. It's not that you don't have willpower. I, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've done this for 20 years. It's not because you don't have willpower that you can't lose weight. It's because you have a horseshit strategy. Your strategy is complete, total, and utter horseshit. <laughs> and so you need to change your strategy. There's nothing wrong with you. It has nothing to do with your willpower. It has to do with you having a strategy of tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to start my plan. Well, what's start your plan mean? It means you're going to be perfect with your eating. You're going to change all of your eating starting tomorrow until you lose the weight. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? It's just, it's a complete lack of understanding your mind or how you operate as a human being is what it means, which again is not your fault because the diets are full of shit anyways. You know, I'm going to do it. You know, all the diets are, are wolves in sheep's clothing. You know all the diets you're learning how to lose weight from are owned by the big food companies? Did you know that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? The company that owns Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? The company that owns SlimFast is the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream? Do you really think if these diets work that they would be promoting them, these food companies? <laughs> like, when they buy a program yourself then and blast it out to the world, then I'll eat my words. Because if they did that, all of a sudden they would have a decline in their stock prices and their sales because people that do the program naturally start eating less of that shit. Anyways, so, so you know, like, again, your, your dieting mindset is all, all screwed up. And um, that's the problem. You know what I mean? So your mindset's the main thing affecting your weight. More powerful than your genetics, your hormones, your menopause, your type 2 diabetes, all of it. Your mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight, and you have no idea how to influence your mindset. Who you learn how to influence your mindset to lose weight from? Who? I, you can't even name a name. <laughs> like, never mind it's out there and you haven't done it yet. You literally can't even name a name of someone who's going to teach you how to change your mindset. There's me. Who else? Who else you learn how to change your mindset from about how to lose weight? And you're, so you don't focus on your mindset. You got one tool, don't you? You got one tool, willpower. 
give me the plan. They give you the plan, and what do you do? You're supposed to just follow with what? With your willpower. Okay, starting tomorrow, I'm going to just follow this plan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force myself to... I just made a video on this. The dieting thing, your eating is all automatic. It's an automatic behavior, like brushing your teeth. It's a subconscious process, and you're trying to make it manual. You're trying to think every... We make over 200 food decisions a day. So what happens is by the end of the first day, you're wiped out, aren't you? <laughs> You're exhausted from making all these new food choices, from having to prepare new foods, eat new foods, think of new foods, make new decisions, taking all of your eating from autopilot to manual, and it overwhelms you, and you can't do it for more than a couple days usually. Right? <laughs> How do you describe it? I don't know. <laughs> you think about it. Um, thanks, Gene. Love all your stuff. Thank you. What are your favorite volume food snacks? Yeah, I mean, my favorite volume foods, I, I, I eat a huge salad. That's huge. Um, snack wise, I'll eat bananas, I'll eat apples, I'll eat tangerines. Um, I'll, sometimes I'll eat like pretzels and homemade hummus, uh, from hungry. Those are kind of the big ones. I, I don't snack much anymore because I've got my eating so dialed in. I, I and it, it's a process. I got better at it. I, I paid attention to what worked, what did, and I kept tweaking and optimizing. Again, I've really been thinking about this lately. I think one of the most beneficial things that happened to me is that I started playing guitar, martial arts, um, yoga, meditation, these things that are like lifelong paths of mastery. And I think that paradigm is so crucial with the weight loss because you're approaching weight loss like there's a finish line. The finish line is when you take your last breath. I'm assuming, because at one point you not give a shit about what weight you're at and what your health is, okay? So it's a never-ending marathon, which is a good thing because it's a never-ending opportunity to grow and evolve and, and optimize and tweak and make better. It's exciting. I love it. I love it. Each and every day I get better and better at it. Better strategies, better little tweaks, little shifts. I love it. You know, so um, again, I got it locked down so I don't really snack much anymore, but those are my snacks that I use. Food can be so addictive, almost like drugs. It's so hard because we have easy access to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we still need it to survive. Marty, you're so right. Again, it's so true. The... um. Yeah, the food. I, I I just am flummoxed by how we live in a society where they're just out in front trying to make the most addictive food possible and we're just all cool with it. You know, like, man, great. You know, it, people, everyone's got type 2 diabetes, 75% of the population is overweight. We're just like, yeah, more addictive foods. I love it. I love I love the food. It, it's, it's weird. Now, again, that's part of the process because how do you get 75% of the population overweight? How do you get a majority of the population to be type two diabetic as if it's the normal course of things? And it's not. How do you do that? Well, you have to minimize how people think about the effects that the food's having on them. Again, if you want to understand the foods, the food supply now, you look at cigarettes. It's the same store. It's the same fucking companies. Do you know? Would you buy food from a cigarette company? Don't say no, because you do. Because did you know R.J. Reynolds and Nabisco literally merged into the same company? Do you know the parent company of Kraft, Philip Morris? In the 70s, they knew the writing was on the wall. It was coming out. Cigarettes are really unhealthy. So they divested from that, and guess what they went into? Food. Use the exact same mindset to make the most addictive product possible, use the most aggressive marketing we can, and get people hooked. And here we are. And so in the next 10, 20 years, you'll start, it'll, it'll get out there more, just like the cigarettes, how damaging this is to us. If you want to wait for that, you go ahead. But I'm way ahead of it. And I would suggest you to, I hope you do, you know, because this is your life. This is how long you're going to live. It's your quality life the whole way. Do you want to spend your whole life thinking, how much of your time do you spend thinking about your weight? I don't say this to be a a jerk. I, I say this to make it clear what's going on here, that this weight is having a huge negative impact on your life. I know you know that, but it's time to really see it for what it is. 
How much of your thinking is wrapped up in thinking about weight loss? How much is this weight impacting your health, your happiness, your energy levels, how you feel about yourself? And how do those things impact your relationships, your ability to make money, your, th your ability to do things that matter to you in your life? How's it going to impact your lifespan, the last 10 years of your life? You don't think about it that way very often, do you? And that's on purpose. You're intentionally... Shit... I always say there's the obesity conspiracy is three main players, the food companies, the diets, they're really the same company and the medical establishment. I love doctors. I love medicine, but let's be honest. It's a business model based around treating symptoms, not on finding cures. And so, you know, you go in the doctor's hundred pounds overweight. What's the doctor say? You should lose some weight. Well, fuck, no, no shit, doc. <laughs> is that all you got for me? Oh no, no, no. I got medicine for you. Two grand a week or a month. <laughs> How about that? Oh, they love, they love the medicine. You know, whatever. But, you know, so, you know, we all got our, our choices to make in life. But, um, you know, understand what's at play here because a lot of it's behind the scenes and we don't realize it. So that's why I do all this stuff to make people more aware because it's life or death. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. You know, so so this is the weight loss thing's always been a life or death thing to me. Not just I want to look good at the, in a bathing suit on the beach. I want to live as long as I can. You know, when your dad dies when you're nine years old, uh, it's, you know, it's traumatic. Well, it's just as traumatic when that happens and you realize a big part of that was his weight and his lifestyle and you swear that's never going to happen. And 10 years later, you're 50 pounds overweight binge drinking. You say, oh shit, guess there's more to it than not wanting to do it, you know? Which brings this subconscious mind. Which reminds me, by the way, everyone, listen to this. If you're, if you're not part of this, um, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis. It's a free hypnosis session I made for you. It's the new Thin Me. And it's a kickstart session. It's designed to help you clarify what your weight loss goals are and connect to them so you feel motivated and excited. So again, it's free. Just go get it. And then I, as soon as you sign up for it, it takes you a little bit of time to send it to you, a couple of minutes. And I give you a training, three steps to master your weight, where, where I put the whole kind of philosophy and structure right in front of you so you can see it. It'll change the way you approach weight mastery. So if you're even remotely serious about actually changing your weight, I don't know why you would have watched that. But who knows? Um, and then I email you every day. I do coaching stuff and, and supportive stuff. Uh, what was that saying? Can you tell me why? Can you tell me why my face getting puffy? I'm taking crentine. Um, I don't know what crentine is, but why your face is getting puffy. Speaking of uh, Zempic, I was just reading about one of the things of that drug is it, it accelerates facial aging. Which, come on, guys. Every time I was going to fall for the medicine bullshit. Again, it's just another quick fix. You know, we live in a culture. You ask a thousand people how to lose weight. What are you going to hear? Diet surgery, medicine, right? I don't know. You have to ask another million to get to mindset. Maybe I don't know, but you know, you're just conditioned. There's so much money. I always think of this. I mean, how much of the economy is built around you being overweight, unhealthy and unhappy, you know? So there, there's no one pulling for you to, to kind of naturally resolve this in a, a way where you really master your weight, which by the way, in my world and program yourself then, your, we, we take your weight loss and we wrap it in personal development because weight loss as a goal in and of itself is not enough motivation. You can argue me if you want. Or you'll lose that argument. <laughs> you need to make this about more than just losing weight. And I'd suggest you make this about becoming the best version of yourself possible. And if you approach it that way, it becomes a lot easier. There's more motivation to, to get the results and there's just more involved with it. So a little tip for you. Even though I've lost three stone, I can't keep myself motor to keep going. Yeah, Keely, I understand. It's uh, because the weight loss doesn't equal happiness. 
Okay, the, the weight, weight and money are very similar. They're means to an end. The end in of themselves is not the goal. Okay, I could say, okay, I got a job for you. You make a million dollars a year. Oh, sign me up. What do I do? You, you rob senior citizens every day, violently. Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like with a weight loss, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink water and lose weight. Well, then what happens? You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand, like, your ways of losing weight are just, the foundation of all of them is pure anxiety <laughs> and stress and tension. Right? Right? What are your ways of losing weight? What do you have, some calm, relaxed, enjoyable way to lose weight that, that you know about that you're just not doing? <laughs> I love living this way. It's part of my personal development path. You know what I mean? So every day I, I love eating the way I, I live. I love doing the lifestyle things that keep me at my goal weight and keep me motivated and focused and, and, and set up. If you're just focusing on weight loss, it's not enough. Just losing weight doesn't make your life great. Sorry. I hate to, I hate to be the bummer, you know, because I know that's a dieting. Oh, you're going to lose the weight. What? What? What's going to happen? What, what's going to happen? If you're in a relationship, you're going to normalize to that. That's what happens. And that's what happens to people. They lose the weight. So wait... I'm still upset sometimes. I still have shitty days. I still don't like how I look. You know? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know. You know, I don't mean to bum you all out, but um, I'm not going to bullshit either, though. I, I, I promise you I'm not going to do that. But, Kelly, yeah, keep it going. Get my program. Or, or, you should join my program, but get the free stuff even. You know, listen to that session because even the session, the new thin me, it's not just about how you look. It's about how you feel. It's about the person you're living as. It's about living as the best Keely possible, which one part of that is being at your goal weight. One part, which means there's lots of other pieces of it. So there's more motivation. You have no biological mechanism in you that wants you to lose weight. Think about that for a second. We've evolved for millions of years in a food-scarce environment, which is why when you eat a cookie, it feels that way, and when you eat a carrot, it feels that way. It's not because the cookie tastes better. It's because when you eat the cookie, your brain releases all sorts of dopamine because it wants you to eat more calories, and it knows the, cal the cookie has a lot more calories in it. So your, your whole body and mind are designed to eat as much calories as possible. That's, that's the biology. That's the evolution of biology you're born with. But uh-oh, now you're in a food abundance environment. So just focusing on weight loss is such an uphill battle. You know, it's, I don't know. Do, do you not believe me? <laughs> I say this stuff every day. Does that not make sense? What do you think? Why do you think you can't get more motivated? How can you think about weight loss all day long, but the motivation is not there? Does that ever, what? that's weird, right? <laughs> I'm not sure if your stomach becomes smaller after weight loss, but now I can't put on weight fast. I can't eat enough to gain. Yeah, Marta, I think it's a, it's a, it's a couple things. It, it is your stomach does get smaller, and that's true, you know? And so when you stretch out, that, that is a relative thing that's real. But um, again, there's a lot of other factors. And see, you know, even when it comes to metabolism and weight loss in general, people tend to mistakenly think about weight loss like it's a bank account, credits, debits, calories in, calories out. But your metabolism, it's like the stock market. There are just so many different factors impacting things. And so when you start to eat less, when you start to eat more natural foods, that's another huge... If you're eating processed foods and wondering why you're always hungry, it's because you're eating processed foods that are designed in a lab by chemists with unlimited resources to create products that are as addictive as possible. So good luck fighting against that. You're not going to eat that shit and have control over it. People get on there all the time, oh, what do I do about my sugar cravings? What do you mean? What do you do? How do I deal with them? It's like, how do you deal with cocaine cravings? Yep, you, you might want to dial down the cocaine usage. 
you know same thing with the sugar it's just it's addictive shit that lights up the same parts of your brains that cocaine does again we don't think of it this way because you're constantly being manipulated through advertising and, and their bullshit messages to not think of it that way but anyways but you're right marta it's true What's up, Lena? Should I take supplements if I go vegan? I am vegetarian now. I don't get enough protein. Um, you know, I'm going to skip that question. I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist, so I'll, I'll leave that research for you um, to do. Uh, whether you need supplements or not, if you're going to be pure vegan, you know, that, that's the, the rule of thumb is that you'll need some supplementation if you go vegan. So, so I, will, I will leave that. Um, so is having a goal weight negative or positive at risk of mindset change? Um, that's a good question, Shay. I think having a goal weight's great. I, I don't, I, I, I get stuff. I never got this before. Listen, I've done 20 years professionally. I've been helping people lose weight, right? But I've been in the world helping people that are overweight want to lose weight, right? So I start getting on TikTok <laughs> and it's like, boy, that message can be really, you realize, right? The, the relative nature of things. And so all, all eating disorder, people see that and say, oh, goal weight's terrible. So, so it's like, it's interesting. Things have to be within context. But if you're overweight and you want to lose weight, I think I'm a goal weight's really important. I think it's positive. And, but I think, it's, I think you should frame your goal not in terms of how much weight you want to lose. I think this is important. Because when you focus on how much weight you want to lose, subconsciously what you're focusing on is you being overweight. You keep thinking of yourself being overweight, and then you do some weird psychological thing and say, I want to lose X amount of pounds. And that's a, your brain doesn't understand that. It doesn't understand negatives. So instead of saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds, I think what you want to do is you want to say, I want to weigh X amount of pounds and then develop that by saying, I want to weigh X amount of pounds because at that weight, I'm going to feel the best. I'm going to look the best. I'm going to you know, be healthy. I'm going to live the longest, blah, 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 blah. Give that weight meaning. Weight in and of itself doesn't have any meaning, folks. We've evolved in environments that didn't have scales, mirrors, pictures. Do you know what I mean? Like, like how you look is a relatively new thing in terms of trying to optimize to that. Again, it's a low motivator, you know? What's not a low ma- motivator is feeling amazing, um, being more successful, being happier, thriving. Those things have, bio- you know, we've evolved biologically to want those things. So you need, to, you need to weave your weight loss around things that are already important and valuable to you, if that makes sense makes it easier what you're trying to do is you try to spontaneously okay now weight's really important to me now my weight's really important well if it wasn't important for the last three months it's not all of a sudden gonna be important now tough shit it's just not so what we want to do is we want to take things that are already important to you your family your relationships being a parent being a partner being a worker running your business whatever is important to you in your life we want to weave how the weight loss and the way of living the health the being successful, being at your goal supports all those things. Now we tap into motivation that's already there. Can you imagine that's probably more powerful than all of a sudden tomorrow you're going to wake up and now this is the most important thing to me? Yeah? Oh, really? Um, I was a vegetarian for three years and lost half my hair because of lack of protein. All right. Um, what do you eat now? I think I can just do fish and chicken. Oh. Um, it's true. It's the mindset 100%. That's true, Marta. <laughs> Lizzie, what's up, you? Um, same. I only eat salmon, mackerel, and chicken. I feel much better. Yeah, I'm a pescatarian. I eat small fish, uh, clams, no land animals. I feel amazing. You know, um, I keep binge eating. It's been a week. Um, okay, so let's talk about binge eating real quick. The thing with binge eating, what most the big mistake people make is they're like they binge eat and then they beat themselves up about it, or they put it out of their mind. So I'm never gonna do that again. Both of them suck. They're just gonna cause you to do it again. What you want to start doing is like an inspector. You want to look at your binge eating. What's going on? 
Why are you binge eating? You don't want to binge eat, right? Okay, so what's leading you to binge eat? Usually it's one of two things. Either you're getting yourself so hungry that you lose control of your eating, or you've got some emotional thing that you don't know how to deal with other than stuffing yourself silly to distract yourself from the emotional thing. Or you've got some emotional thing in the binge eating cycle of binging and feeling terrible distracts you from the thing that feel makes you feel like shit. So I would look into that. That, that should be a better approach. Do they, you teach this stuff in schools? Wouldn't it be wise to educate before it's too late? Oh, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't want to sound like a conspiratorial nut job here, but I think that, I think money makes the world go round, right? And there's a lot, I don't think there's a lot of money in you being happy and healthy and eating healthy foods. How many commercials do you see for salads and fresh fruits and vegetables and greens and beans and feeling amazing naturally? You know, everything is a, is an escape from feeling like shit. And so they want you to feel like shit so that you have all these escape mechanisms they make money off of. Don't say, not, I don't know, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Take it or leave it. So I don't know why they don't teach this stuff. Love the hypnosis, that's great. Yeah, she, she, was, she got the hypnosis session. Go get that, folks, it's free. And I give you other ones too. I give you all sorts of stuff and I got some cool stuff coming down the pike. But I, I, my email list, I send that stuff out to them. So get on there. What's up, Sonny? What are your opinions on the new weight loss drugs? Yep, yep. Get asked this question. I've been researching them. Um, you know, I mean, first off, I'm always skeptical. And I, I watch these things. And I'll tell you what makes me really viscerally angry is I watch these doctors from Harvard, and just smart, smart doctors. And it's all about how great these drugs are in their trials. And it's like, I'm not falling for it anymore. I've just been around the block, man. I've been around the block where it's always, there's always some miracle drug, you know? And then there's something, you know, oh, ooh, actually... Ooh, stop this. I don't know. It, you know, what, what these drugs do is they were originally for type 2 diabetics and they caused their, their body to produce more insulin because their insulin's tapped out from spiking their glucose levels so much. And um, then this has a side effect of it reduces your appetite. You know, it causes it reduces the food noise, reduce your appetite. And so, great, right? Well, you know, I don't know. It's new. They don't. They don't study this shit so much. Yeah, take it. I'm a conspiratorial mind. What do you want from me? So, so I'm, I'm biased. So my opinions on new weight loss drugs are the same opinions as old weight loss drugs. None of them ever pan out. I don't think there's any quick fixes. I don't think there's one thing you can do that just makes you better. I don't think just losing weight by eating less is really a good solution. Again, I, I use a lifestyle holistic approach to really mastering your weight so that you can become the best version of yourself. So program yourself then honestly really isn't even a weight loss program. It's a personal development program to help you become the person you want to be. And one part of that person is that you weigh what you want and you feel good. And so Ozempic and all that shit, it's going to help you eat less because it reduces your appetite. How? You know, they're figuring that out. What are the effects of it? Well, maybe it causes thyroid tumors. Maybe it advances facial aging. Who knows? It's new. Maybe it's $2,000 a month. Maybe get your insurance paid for it. Maybe it has other effects I haven't found yet. I don't know. You know? Um, what I do know is that the first month or two, I have some clients on it, and they feel nauseous all the time. You know, that's one of the ways it helps you <laughs> kill the food noise. So, you know, again, it, it's a quick fix in my mind, and I'm researching, and I'll have more information for you as I, as I keep researching it. But, but I don't like it, and I don't... I have a natural skepticism for any medical intervention with weight loss because none of them have delivered on the promises they make none of them surgery the medicines all the rest of it um loopy loo love your hypnosis thank you thank you i'm glad why are the girl the girls in other countries attractive but the u.s 
Why are the people in other countries attractive but the U.S.? I think there's a lot of attractive people in the U.S. I, I couldn't agree with that. Um, we're more overweight than a lot of countries, but there's that. Shit, I mean, you go to Canada, and it, it's jarring, you know, the, the difference in size, you know? We're an oversized country, no doubt about it. And there's a lot of money being made off you eating all that food. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. you got to wake yourself up, man. I always say, like, programming yourself is about taking, it's, it's, it's mastering self-hypnosis. You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking 24 hours a day. You want to know how to kill the food noise? Like, you learn how to program your mind. You learn how to take control of that. You know that voice in your head? That's dictating your weight more than anything else. And so um, you've got, people go, oh, it kills the food noise. Well, let's think, why do you have so much food noise in the first place? Think about that, right? Because you're, you're just, it's, you're so inundated with it, you don't see it. But think about, go watch TV, track how many food commercials you see in an hour and wonder why you've got constant food noise. Every food, every commercial is a hypnosis session. Every food commercial is a hypnosis session. If you let me hypnotize you 10 times an hour, eight hours a day for a month, and every time I come in, I'm saying, now think about yourself being at your best. You're light, you're healthy, you're happy, you're calm and relaxed. You're making healthy choices. You crave fruit, you crave vegetables, you crave greens and beans. You love the feeling of nourishing your body and feeling amazing, drinking water, being rested. You give me that 30 seconds, you know, 10 times an hour for eight hours for a month. Do you think you'd change what you're thinking about and how you act? What do you think? <laughs> right? But that's not what you're hearing. You know, you're hearing, yeah, I'm a grumpy Joe Pesci until I eat my Snickers bar. Ooh, Snickers really satisfied. Now I'm kind of hungry, actually. I think I should do a Snickers bar. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, listen, it's all, it's all basic hypnosis. It's all, they're talking to your subconscious mind. You know you shouldn't eat a Snickers bar. You know it's bullshit, but you have a feeling. <laughs> Joe Pesci turned into a, that's funny. Funny, I like Snickers bars. I, I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not being condescending, but this is, what, what I do, what I do, which I think is unique, if you look at the weight loss industry, I think I can pretty much sum every program down into one thing. It's a bold claim, but here's what it is. Regardless of what the philosophy is, it all comes down to one thing. They're always telling you what to do. And then you're left to your own to figure out how to get yourself to do it. So you use your willpower to try and force yourself to follow their plan, their perfect plan. And you try and use your willpower to do it. Which means you really have almost zero idea of how to get yourself to act in a different way you have no idea how to influence your mindset you do not know how to change your behaviors i know this and so every diet is just telling you what to do but but uh uh-oh information doesn't equal behavior you know this because you know everything there is to know about writing right you can write with your hand sentences paragraphs a whole page right you know everything there is about writing letters with your hand but you can't do it with the other hand can you no and so that's what it's like with weight loss. You just keep gathering information. So you have all these ideas about what you should do and you never focus on the most important piece, which is how do I get myself to do these things? How do I change my behaviors? Because as soon as you ask the question, how do I change my behaviors? It brings you down to, I need to change how I think. Holy shit. I think like a fat person. I think like an overweight person. Hey, <laughs> I cracked the code. I think like an overweight person. Yeah, and you have no idea how to change it. What diet's teaching you how to change that? I could do that. I could write up a diet that says the Jim Katsoulis diet. I'll just write down what I eat all day. You'll lose weight following it, but you won't be able to follow it because you have no idea how to change how you think. 
I'm not trying to be an asshole here, folks. You know that. You know that. But I'm trying to highlight something that just is so infuriating to me because you've probably been trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And the truth is that you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. Let's be honest. And that lets me know you're on the wrong path. Again, that's the, that's the shitty part. The good news is once you realize that, then you can, you can work on fixing it. The first step, listen to the hypnosis session I give you and then watch that training, three steps to master your weight. Let me lay it out. Buy into it, don't buy into it, but at least it's a different take on things. And again, it's a lot of what I'm talking about here, but it's in a systematic way. Because you're just spinning your wheels, man. Because what is your plan? What, what is your plan? Let's be honest here. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. What is your plan? I'm going to tell you what your plan is. It's some irrational hope. That you're just going to wake up one day and start eating better. Why would you? Do you think it gets easier the older you get? What, what's the plan? You're just going to wake up one day. Oh, now I'm going to do it. You know? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So anyways, that was a rant. I, someone's just talking about, I don't know. I think the girls and, and the people in America, they're a lot of good looking people. I think I eat healthy, but I feel like I might eat too much food. On How do I deal with this? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a total common one. It's called the licensing effect. When we do something good, moral, and virtuous, a lot of times we follow it up by doing something not good, moral, and virtuous. And it's a cognitive bias. Like, you you can't even see it. Like, I could tell you this. I do it to myself. I'm aware of it. You just can't. Your brain just changes modes. Um, but but that's you have to keep reinforcing, I'm eating too much. It's healthy, but I'm eating too much. And, yeah, you, you go to work on it. How do you work on it? Well, that, that, that's the that's the process, you know. But go watch the training. In my training rate, so three steps to master your weight. I'll give you a, a spoiler alert. The three steps to master your weight are to master your mindset, your lifestyle, and your reading. But I, I share some of the strategies and go through it there. Um, but you can do it. Again, it's just learning something. Folks, you have never learned how to influence your mindset. Oh, I'll tell you what makes me crazy. The two, two buzzword, two kind of, I don't want to say wokey, but two like enlightened words you'll hear when it comes to weight loss you say, i don't need a diet i need a lifestyle change i don't need a diet i need a mindset change you'll hear this sometimes and it's like it's cool because it's different than the diets but like, what do you mean what do you mean by mindset what do you mean by lifestyle what do you mean i i heard the word but what do you mean how do you take that idea and put it into action what do you do I've never gotten a good answer, but in Program Yourself Then we got the Weight Mastery Blueprint. So mindset, I'll tell you right now, so at least you have some more clarity. Mindset, we go through six categories. We start with motivation. How do you motivate yourself? Because you don't know how to motivate yourself. You just rely on the spontaneous motivation you feel sometimes. Self-image, the whole process is really one of changing your self-image. Your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. You think of yourself as an overweight person. And until you change that, you're never going to be thin. Um, the next one is habits. Do you know the neuroscience of habits? If you don't, then what are you doing? You're just trying to use willpower. doesn't work. Emotions. How do you feel the emotions you want? Deal with the emotions you don't want to feel. Do you have a strategy to do that? Uh, the next one is thinking like a thin person. Do you know how to think like a thin person? Probably not. So you have to learn that. And then finally is maintenance. How do you maintain not how do you maintain the weight loss. How do you maintain from day one to day two? Week one to week two. Month one to month two. You know? There's strategies to help you do that. And then lifestyle. What do you mean by lifestyle? I'll give you it's eight categories. And program yourself then I help you practically implement these eight strategies. 
What do I mean? In order of importance, lifestyle strategies, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. You get these eight things into your life, you change the way you feel, think, and behave. And then there's the eating strategies. Your hypnosis helps me not overeat or emotionally eat. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Hi, I'm tipping the scale in a positive way. Great job. Great job. That's awesome. Yeah, it feels good, right? Good job. It's sad because we don't actually need drugs. We just need to train our mind and learn discipline. I agree. I totally agree with that. You know, the drugs thing, again, it's just one more example of looking for the quick fix. And um, I don't know. You let me know. You let me know. Write it in the comments because I'd love to see this. What is a quick fix with weight loss that works that ever in history? So I'm talking about you got your whole life. What's a quick fix that's worked with weight loss? Let me know because I let me know. What's a quick fix that works? Give me one example in all of history. That's all I want. So is Zempic the first one maybe? Is it? <laughs> What's the best way to have motivation to lose weight and work out? I feel like I never have the motivation. Yeah, okay, Katie, that's a good question. You're asking big questions. So it's hard for me to kind of give the example of that. But I will say, I mean, again, in motivation, I was just talking about that. So that's the very first thing we do in the program is, is to do the motivation piece because most people don't know how to motivate themselves. And so I call it the motivation matrix. There's two levels to it. Level one is how to use pain and pleasure. Level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. And so the, there's a t this is two steps to w wanting to motivate to, to work out. Um, I'm going to take that part of the question. The first one is to build up the motivation to want to work out. Why do you want to work out? Most likely you have really shitty reasons. I want to look better. That ain't going to do it. I want to feel better. Huh? Those are so vague and they mean nothing to your subconscious mind. So you need to come up with meaningful reasons. That's the first piece. The second piece is you're probably like, you're, what, how much motivation do you need? Because what level of working out are you thinking about? This is the same thing with the weight loss. Like to go on a diet, you need a tremendous amount of motivation. Why? Because at what, every diet, every workout plan is you starting at 100%. Starting perfect, starting all. And so that takes a tremendous amount of motivation to, to get yourself to do that because it's super hard. So there's, a, there's two things we want to do. You want to learn how to manipulate your motivation so you are more fired up, but you also want to lower down how hard it is. Stop it. I remember one time, my favorite thing, someone's like, okay, they're got, they were signing up for the program. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I start with my meal plan tomorrow? Like, no, 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 no. You start off with a five-minute hypnosis session in the morning. Listen to that. Then at night, you do a two-minute self-hypnotic programming technique like oh yeah let's make it easy let's start with one percent better tomorrow one percent better the next day how about that instead of trying to be a hundred percent better tomorrow <laughs> come on do you know what i mean like it just strategically makes zero sense and i don't blame you for falling into it because you're in a trance you know you don't realize it i get on here more to wake you up than to put you into hypnosis i try to wake you up to the the ridiculousness of expecting a diet to change your weight. Not even just because you've tried it a million times and it hasn't worked, although that, that should be part of it, but because strategically it's, it's, it's a stupid. Like, again, it's the equivalent of like, I want to learn to play the piano, so I'm going to practice 10 hours a day. No, you're not. It's a too over, you're overwhelming yourself. Are you not overwhelming yourself every time you're trying to lose weight? Why do you think you don't want to do it? You think about weight loss all day long but you never actually get yourself to do it. Why do you think that is? It's not because you don't have willpower. It's because your strategy to do it, you don't want to do because it's miserable. It's too hard. You're already overwhelmed. You're already tired. And now you're going to add this whole other huge thing onto your life? No, you're not. 
So what's the alternative? Why don't you start slow? Oh, because you're so impatient. Well, impatience is a funny thing because how long have you wanted to lose weight for? You're trapped. You're trapped in this mindset of impatience that keeps you stuck. Because 1% better is easy. And it's fun. It's like, oh, look at that. Drank some water today. Cool. I'm proud of myself. Nice job, Jim. Let's see what you got tomorrow. Oh, I drank my water again and I went for a little walk. That felt kind of nice. Pretty good. Hey, Jim, look at you. Nice. Hey, next day, uh, I ate an apple today. I went for my walk. Hey, look at me. This isn't so hard. How much weight did you lose this week? <laughs> How much weight did you lose this week? Oh, God, that voice. Whose voice is that anyways? <laughs> is that the voice you want running your weight loss? How much weight did you lose this week? Oh, you ate the cookie. Oh, no, you blew it. What did you blow? You know what I mean? I see people like, oh, I, I, I ate great dinner. I ate great breakfast, great lunch, great dinner. And then I blew it. I ate, I ate cookies after after. What did you blow? You changed 90% of your eating for the day in a positive direction and 10% of it went down. Well, yeah, but I'm not, not going to lose weight. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. So anyways, um, I lived in the U.S. for six months. Saw people on these motor scooters in Walmart said, yeah, yeah, the motor scooters in Walmart. Yeah, yeah. All right, when I got to get out of here, they're not on track, just not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, hey, Doriana, how's it going? Hey, Jim, I had my first cheat meal and not feeling very good about myself. Going to get right back on. Yeah, Dorian, that, that's the secret. It, it, it's cheat meal, it's fine, okay? It's dealing with how it feels afterwards is the key thing. Because um, there's nothing wrong with a cheat meal. There's no such thing as a cheat meal in the context of things. You have pleasure meals that help you be more clean the rest of the time. You can't be 100% running towards weight loss all the time. You need to balance it out. Hope that makes sense, okay? Um, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here. But it's been a pleasure talking to you all. A, a great questions, great comments. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and Doriana, I, I will, I will, I wish I had a little more time to talk with you. Um, I, I, I will get to that. I, I, will, I will think about how I did this. Um, and Nadja, yeah, yeah, same thing. I, I'll talk, I'll make a video about this. Um, but all right, everyone, if you want to get this, go to, go to, um, my bio, get that link, get that hypnosis session and, uh, you know, do it, get, get this done here. All right. Get, get in my world. I'm going to help you out whether you join the program or not. Okay. And um, you keep going, Dorian. Again, it's not a big deal. Learn from it. Use the redo technique on it, all right? And figure out. Make that cheat meal fit more into what you want, okay? Um, and I hate that word cheat meal. It's your pleasure meal. Enjoy yourself when you're eating it and find out you get the most pleasure out of it. The most pleasure might be a little bit less of it, okay? Nothing wrong with that. So, um, yeah. Great job, everyone. Uh, we will talk soon and have a great day. Bye.